T G I F. What does that spell? Thank God it's Friday. And guess what time it is? If you're here and if you didn't accidentally click on anything, you are listening to the Down Bass Power Hour, and I'm your host, William Bazone. It's episode 49. Hope you guys are all doing well, enjoying life, had a great week. The weekend is here and upon us. Hope this gives you a good start to your weekend. Episodes drop at 10 a.m. Central, 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific, in case you need your time zones to be recalculated. But um, it was a bummer because last week, um, you know, we didn't get a lot of views. So I think this is kind of a silly joke I stole from somebody. Um, But if you pass a six-question quiz that I give you on one of these episodes, I will literally Venmo you like a dollar. Because, like, the, the viewership is down. I mean, it's, it's been tough, you know, to, to kind of just be sitting here at a, a microphone and, and talking in, in front of the four walls of my apartment. And, you know, people next door are probably like, what the fuck's this guy doing? Um, so, yeah, I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I'm thankful for all of my listeners. If you're new here, welcome. If you're a returning listener, I do appreciate you. But two plays in a week, kind of sad, you know, because it's like I'm just I'm doing this for nobody. I'm just <laughs> like I said, I'm just talking at a wall with a picture of myself on it. Um, So yeah, I would just really appreciate you guys engaging with it and just giving me your thoughts because this is just me being vulnerable and coming in every week and giving these kind of comedic bits for you guys to enjoy. And if you like it enough to laugh and listen, I appreciate that. So um, I guess we'll just get right into it. Um, My links to everything are down in the description. Um, that includes my, um, personal Instagram, my podcast Instagram. Make sure you follow that if you want to see all the fits that I'm throwing down. Pretty good one in this week's thumbnail. Um, I like it a lot. Keep up with episodes. Sometimes there are weeks where I don't do episodes. Those are few and far between, but if you're wondering why I didn't drop a podcast one week, that might be the best place to check. Um, my personal Twitter where I kind of just post comedic bits from time to time just to, um, kind of you know, keep everybody entertained and whatnot and just kind of interact with some people. Um, So that's a place you can connect with me as well or on my YouTube channel because, fun fact, I was a former Z-List YouTuber and that's my claim to fame. Yes, I will keep running that bit until the day I fucking die. Um, So with all that out of the way, let's get into it. You can kind of tell my voice is a little bit lost today. Um, More on that in a second. I'm over COVID. Uh, My taste and smell are both back finally. Uh, it feels good. It was definitely a little scary to not be able to smell or taste anything for a little bit there, but I'm okay. Everything's going well. Um, I, my, I lost my voice from last night because, you know, a lot of screaming at that that Browns game. Um, Browns had a Monday night game against Pittsburgh, our biggest rivals. I hate the fucking Steelers. I hate the Bengals. I hate the Ravens. Fuck all them. Um, I'm with a buddy of mine to Old Crow. We watched the game. And, I, I mean, I can't tell you, that might have been one of the worst games I'd ever seen as a Browns fan, you know? Huh, man, like how you lose like five big starters, you know, you outgain them by at least 150 yards, you know, 400 yards of total offense, 20 first downs to their nine, and you held the ball for 35 minutes before turnovers. I mean, that's just so hard to kind of come to terms with. Like this team is supposed to be competing, and then this is how we play football when it matters against a big, big rivalry game in our division. It's just kind of sad, you know, like we, we should be doing so much better. And on top of that, uh, to make it even worse, our star running back, Nick Chubb, uh, 
got hurt. And it wasn't just a little kind of, oh, I tweaked my knee. I mean, this dude's knee is completely fucked. He will not play another down this season. It's the same exact knee he hurt in college, and that was really, really gruesome. I would not recommend watching that. But the clips are on Twitter for the injury last night, and I'm sure you could find a clip on YouTube of Chubb's first injury. But I just I don't know if he's going to be the same running back after this. I really don't. So um, it sucks, but, you know, it's funny because I when I covered Brown's training camp, I know I talked about, oh, I was going to talk about it, you know, like when I when I found out that I was going, but I didn't really ever talk about it on here. So I guess I'll get into that to start things off. So like right before I left for Chicago, and it's crazy to think I've been back here for um, a month now, um, I, yeah, like I got to go cover my favorite team. Oh my God, of course there's a fucking siren going by. What? Like what? Why? 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 And of course I had to restart this fucking podcast because um, I I like had like a weird thought like halfway through because my mind's just been fried this past week. What if I didn't put the recording device as my Yeti mic? And sure enough, I made it the playback device. So I had to fix that. Anyways, it doesn't matter. We're back. Again, this show's unscripted. It's just me talking. So there will no, not, not be any cuts. There will be no cuts. So I got to go cover Brown's training camp. That's where we were. Um, I just emailed the PR director because I didn't get to go get tickets or have a chance to buy them because they sold out really fast. And he's like, yeah, you can come. So um, it was like the day before I left. Um, I drove out to Berea in the morning. And, you know, I'm like kind of confused because it's, again, it's my first time. So I'm asking like a security guard. I'm like, hey, where do I go? And this is where you park. And then I think the security guards in the parking lot were like, what the fuck are you doing here, kid? Um, and then they saw my name was on the list, and they're like, okay, you're good to go. And I was like, thanks. Um, yeah, I'm here for a reason. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was my first time there. I'm not like all the other Cleveland media that, you know, has like the fancy ID scans to get into the building and, you know, all this other special treatment. I'm just here as a student just watching people. Um, so it was kind of weird to like have to ask everybody to let me in and follow. I didn't really like... I just didn't know my way around. I'm just kind of like following what everybody else was doing. When in Romans, do what the Romans do. And more on that later. That's actually interesting. I'm glad I re-recorded this because I'm thinking of some more snappy bits now that I've got this down. So, you know, I go to practice. Um, I go to the practice. Yeah, so it's like practice didn't start till 1. So I get there, the media room. You know, everyone's just kind of chilling. And in walks like all my Cleveland folk hero icons, people that I listen to and support, like Mary Kay Cabot for the Cleveland Browns. At the Plain Dealer, or Tony Grossi for ESPN Cleveland, like all these guys that I've like listened to for years and read for years, they're all super talented, and they're just right there in the same room as me. And I was like, holy crap, and this is really cool. Um, so yeah, first comes um, the player interviews. So um, you know that 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 happened, and of course they brought out Groper fucking Cleveland, Deshaun Watson, to come and. Um, you know, do do a big interview, and it's just kind of funny because, you know, all of the Cleveland media likes to ride his dick as if nothing ever happened, and, you know, I don't want to be super frank here, but, I mean, the NFL is just like, it's a weird league, right? Like, you get suspended for gambling or, like, Colin Kaepernick, you know, you get, you get released and blackballed for standing up for what you believe in. There's more to it, obviously, but, I mean, it's just, but they, like, they... The domestic violence issues are big, right? Like Tyree Kill shouldn't even really have a job, but right, you know, he's got all this special privilege and he can work his way out of it, whatever. Deshaun Watson, you know, to be honest with you, if it was one woman, I really don't think the NFL would have investigated. That's just how shallow of an organization they are. And it's really sad that like victims don't really have a 
almost say and, and what happens, you know, it's just kind of pathetic. So the fact that it was 24 is, is even more egregious. And they're just like, oh, okay, you get suspended for a little bit. Go sit on the bench. Think about your actions. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, so he was there and everybody was like stomping on top of each other to ask him questions. And I was just there. I didn't want to ask him anything because I don't support him. I don't support the Browns signing him. So you know, I was just kind of there. Got my videos, got my footage, and left. Um, but it's funny because some girl that I went to high school with, you know, I guess she works for the Browns um, because, like, I took a video of, you know, Deshaun Watson and I posted it. And she's like, look to your right. And I was like, holy shit. It's like we went to high school together. Like, we had class together. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, how are you? So she's working for the Browns as, like, a social media coordinator. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, that's so sick. She graduated from school a year early. So it was really cool to kind of catch up with her for a little bit. I knew she was busy, so I wasn't going to, like, take up too much of her time. But that was really cool. So then came the lunch break. We got free food. I don't know why we wouldn't. It's like the least they could do, right? Um, for making them look really good. Um, and then after lunch comes Coach Stefanski's interview, right? And Kevin Stefanski, the head coach of the Browns, um, I wanted to ask him a question because, you know, the player interviews, I, you know, I'm not really that up with it. But, you know, seeing how the Browns kind of came off of a similar week they did in Pittsburgh against um, Philadelphia in the preseason, they tied in that game. So I asked him, you know, Hey coach, you know, you have all, you did this last week, you know, 400 yards of total offense, held time of possession for this long as a coordinator. What are you looking to do this week to change things up? And he just gave some PR generated answer. Um, the clips on YouTube, you can just look it up from like August 23rd, um, Kevin Stefanski's interview, but it was really cool. Like that is forever, like out on the internet. I'm like, holy shit. Like that's so cool. I got to ask the head coach of my favorite team ever about him and the team and it was just awesome so um really thankful that I just kind of did it and it was kind of funny because I'm like I'm just like looking at my camera because I like just couldn't look at him and I'm sure he was kind of looking at me funny like what the fuck is this kid doing um again I got a lot of those looks throughout the day but it's okay um so practice comes right it's you know what it usually is for practice is like you know um you basically just there's three fields offense defense special teams they kind of do their own thing And there's, like, stands where the fans can watch. So it was going to be that. But then there was rain in the forecast. And then all of a sudden, the sky just starts to thunder. It looks, like, very ominous. And they call practice. So all the fans that drove out on their days off, took time off work, they bought tickets even though they're free. But they still, you know, support the team, right? Like, they drove all that way for nothing. And that sucks. But luckily, because we're members of the media, we could stay. Um, so it was really cool because we got to like go hang out in their like indoor facility and watch them practice at full speed. And it was crazy to be surrounded by like, you know, these massive guys like 10 feet away from you, right? I mean, obviously it's cool to be up close and at least somewhat personal, like on the training grounds and like see it happen. But it's totally different ball game when you're like five or 10 feet away from them and you're like, they're running full speed at you. And there's really no, there's no boundary between you and them. Like they could just barrel right the fuck on into you and that would be that so yeah it rained like pretty bad um driving home was really bad um pretty much could go like 40 on the highway that's how rainy and wet it was but overall probably one of the most rewarding experiences i've, I've had as a young creator and just thankful to the browns for giving me a chance so um yeah that was really awesome but brown's season might be over after nick chubb got hurt sadly um but you know what can you do 
I was not expecting much from this team this year because the less I expect, the better they do. And who knows? Maybe now that I expect nothing, they'll fucking go to the AFC Championship game or even the Super Bowl. Who knows? Um, switching gears here to uh, new opportunities. Guess what I have picked up? That's a little side hustle. Not that I even need the money, but you know, it's nice to like have bar money for a semester, right? Um, so in my work chat, if you know where I work, you know where I work. Somebody was like, hey, does anybody know how to speak Spanish? I'm in Spanish 101 and I don't want to do it. I'll pay you. And everyone was like, well, I know Spanish. I know Spanish. I'm like, guys, come on. This is too fucking easy. I took Spanish for seven years and I graduated with a seal of biliteracy on my high school diploma. I can literally teach the language. Come on. And it's Spanish 101, so it's, like, basically very, very easy, like, Spanish 1 kind of concepts. Um, and I was like, hey, man, like, if you need this opportunity, I'm happy to do it. Because, like, it takes 30 minutes a week to do this homework. And, like, if I can get paid 30 bucks for it, like, like I said, that's bar money. I don't need the money. I have tons of it. And I don't want to flex, but I'm, like, I'm financially stable, you know? Like, it's not like I'm broke or I'm, like, not able to go out on weekends or do what I want to do, you know? So I'm thankful for that. But it's just nice to, like have a little bit of side hustle money. And I, I picked that up and now I'm doing Spanish homework for a kid at Western Kentucky University. So not only am I a student here in Chicago, but I'm also doing satellite work online in my apartment for a kid in the middle of Western Kentucky. Go Hilltoppers, go Bailey Zappi. So that's that's a little funny thing. But the, the work, I mean, it's so easy. It's like muscle memory at this point. There's a couple things that like, I got to like remember like, oh, what does this mean? Or what does that mean? But like, Literally, if I wanted to, I could, like, go teach Spanish. Like, like the basic level Spanish, I could definitely teach it. So, um, that's really funny. But something they don't teach you as a journalist is is to be a specific type of reporter. You know? So, it's crazy because last week, um, USA Today put out a job listing. And I'm not kidding. You can look this up. USA Today put out a job listing to be a Taylor Swift beat reporter because her fan base, quote, has grown to unprecedented heights and so is the significance of her music and growing legacy where you're looking for an energetic writer, photographer, and social media pro who can quench an undeniable thirst for all things Taylor Swift with a steady stream of content across multiple platforms. Like, what? Like, I, I, I like, it's so weird how Taylor Swift kind of like I don't. I really don't even know how she got that big again. I really don't. I, I can't describe it. Because, like, obviously she's been a very popular and talented musician. But th the woman has over 100 million monthly listeners on Spotify. That's crazy. Like, this is basically, like, our generation's version of, like, the Beatles, kind of. But, like, it's crazy how much, like, she's... Changed the economy. Like, right? I mean, she put in, like, what? $5 billion into the economy? Like, damn. Like, that's crazy. This job posting arrives... And this is from Variety, uh, if you want to read the article. This job posting arrives amid our current Swift Superstorm in which... Um, oh, is this is still a quote. Yeah, it is. During the record-breaking success of the North American League of her critically acclaimed Ares tour, Swift had also become the first woman to break 100 million monthly listeners on Spotify and continues to top the charts as she releases her album re-recordings. She and AMC Theaters are also releasing an Ares tour concert film which broke records folks for amc and nobody goes to the fucking movie theater anymore 26 million dollars in tickets already sold i mean this woman literally would never have to work in a day in her life again and she'd be fine i mean it's crazy 
how how much press she's getting. And look, I, I have my own opinions about Taylor Swift. I'm not, you know, one of those people that's like over the moon about her. Like, but I mean, come on, that's pretty hard to do, considering like everybody thinks they're the biggest Taylor Swift fan and they care so much. And look, it's great. I'm not against it. You're probably gonna be like, it's giving misogyny. And I'm like, it really isn't. You know, like I, my thing with Taylor Swift is she, she's very talented. I will not argue that. But my, my issue is like, I feel like the re-recordings are getting old. Like, does this woman really have any like new ideas? Because I feel like the newer stuff really doesn't hit as much as her old stuff does. I think like really the last good project she did, in my opinion, was Folklore and Evermore. You know, those are decent projects. I think they're good. There's a lot of merit there. I'm not saying they're bad. For Bass Reviews, I probably did an album review on it. You can go look it up on your own time or do it while you're listening to this if you want to see what I thought about it. But it's out there if you want to read it. Um, but it was a good project. But my thing is, is with these constant re-releases of old music, like, I just, I don't get it. Like, I know why she's doing it. I'm not ignorant. I'm not stupid. She wants to own her music. And that's all the power to her. She should be able to own her own music. Like, the fact that the label, the labels that she's worked with are just, like, owning her masters and blah, 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 blah. It's, it's really stupid. And look, if she had tried to sue them, she probably would have lost. So, naturally, she goes to recording the music again, very close to what it is originally, but just now she owns it because it's her music. And that's great. But I feel like with some of these releases, like Speak Now or whatever, like, you know, she's, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like she's kind of trying to tap into feelings she had 10 years ago. And I just don't think it works for her. I, I really don't. Like, I, I, again, it's fine if you play them at a concert, but if you're like actually trying to like re-release it and just like, I don't, I don't know. I'm not making a lot of sense right now. But I've just never been a fan of like, you know, just that kind of like strategy. Like again, it's great. I, I, I want her to own her music. I don't want to be like, well, she doesn't deserve to own her music. But I'm just like, I feel like it's getting old. Like the, the, the charade is just like it's losing its luster. Um, but I will say I am excited for um, Shake It Off Taylor's version. I will say that. Um, but, but I don't know. I, and just like her fan base kind of rubs me the wrong way. It's like, well, if you say one that bad thing about Taylor, now, 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 wait a second. But it's like some of the stuff, I mean, it's like, I don't, I don't know the full extent of it, but I just want to say like them kind of like hating on John Mayer and Jake Gyllenhaal for shit that happened like 10 or 15 years ago, I think that's kind of icky, you know? Like, is that me being misogynistic? Again, no. In my opinion, I think that like people can change. You know, John Mayer doesn't seem to be doing real well right now, and I'm sure getting all this unwanted harassment, like, you're a terrible guy, I hate men, ah! you know, I don't, again, I'm probably over-dramatizing it myself, but it's just like, let the guy just live his life, man, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal's a pretty good fucking actor, too, you know, don't, don't drag his name through the, through the mud, but every, like, everybody does things that they're not proud of, but I think people can change, and I, I, again, I'm a, a prime example of that, right, like, I, I think I'm, worthy of making change and, and being a better person and to hold me to something that I did four years ago or whatever, it just, it doesn't seem very fair. So I, I think it's kind of a two-way street, you know? So I don't know. Her fan base kind of rubs me the wrong way. And just like people getting that hyped about 13-year-old music, I mean, goddamn, bro. Like, it, I don't know. 
her fans are very interesting. They're basically like Playboy Cardi fans or like Travis Scott fans or even Kanye. You know what? I think honestly Kanye fans are not that far apart from Taylor Swift. I will say that. And considering they're so opposite. And of course, a lot of the low-hanging fruit on TikTok is like Taylor Swift and Kanye memes. That's all I get sent from some of my friends. And I'm just like, oh my God. Like, I don't, I don't know. I like chaos. I like chaos in the music industry. It's it's very fun. But yeah, that's just my opinion on Taylor Swift. I don't think it's bad. I think it's quite interesting actually that you know a newspaper is wanting a dedicated reporter on Taylor Swift. Like that's unheard of for me. And as a journalist, I'm like, wow, like that's kind of cool. Um, you know what? You know what else is pretty spicy, pretty tasty, pretty epic. Good transitions this week. I'm happy. So on Friday, um, I went to this place in Wrigleyville. It's called Nola kitchen and bar. They also do stand-up comedy. I might, 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 might do stand-up comedy at some point this this fall or spring. I really want to try it because people have been saying I'd be good at it. So we'll see. But on the first hand, they have, I they, they have like, you know, just Creole food and, you know, I, I got gator gumbo. That's right, folks. I had gator gumbo. I don't know if it was really alligator, but it was not bad. It tastes like chicken. And it's weird because like everyone's like, oh, well, I've had I've had alligator. I've had snapping tooth turtle soup. I have actually had that, by the way. Um, there's a restaurant at the German village in Columbus that I had snapping tooth turtle soup. But I mean, like, all of these proteins that are, like, white meat, they taste like chicken. Like, there really isn't a weird, like, texture or they're not gross. I mean, it literally just tastes like chicken. You can't even really tell that there's any, like, it would, it would you couldn't even tell it was from an alligator, you know? Um, not that I'd be able to know, but regardless, there's not any weird textures or anything. So I had gator gumbo, and that was... That was pretty swag. Um, pretty good. And if you're in Chicago and you're looking for a good, fun place to go, and their happy hour is good. Like, I got, like, two $3 beers, so not not terrible at all. Um, but, yeah, Gator Gumbo was certainly interesting, worth a try. Um, and, yeah, you know what else is worth a try, though? So, J.W. Anderson, uh, they're a fashion brand. And I don't want to turn into, like, a fashion podcast here because that's, like, my new addiction is, is clothes. But... I think it's just so outlandish and funny that I just had to talk about it. So, at their um, at their new runway show for Fashion Week, I saw this video on Instagram. The models were wearing clothes made of clay, and they just like I mean, looking at pictures of them, like like I don't know how that's comfortable. I don't know how you wear that. Like, what if you start to sweat, right? Like. Even if it's just for show, even if it's just like a, a, a tech demo or a prototype, like wearing clay clothes would be really weird. Like if I'm sweating, like would it not just start to like wither away and I'd be naked? And like they look so uncomfortable. If you look up pictures, like clay clothes, J.W. Anderson, like this guy's got his like neck forward and his back hunched. He just looks so uncomfortable. Like how do you move around in it? Because it like, what do you like have to like move your elbow like a chicken wing to like you know, get get comfortable in there. I will say some of the outfits are cool, like the clay blazer they did, but like the hoodies and shorts, that looks really weird. Like I'm in fucking like Wallace and Gromit or something. I don't know. Like the dress is kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, most of it is not bad. I just think the hoodie and shorts combo, there's a couple pictures of those and it's a little like, I don't know how you would rock that. And there's one with like a fucking like pants table thing there. What the fuck? So, okay, I, it's just, yeah, like, how, how would you even move around in that? Like, it looks like there's natural movement, but I wonder if that's, like, moved into the clay or, like, you're actually able to, like, move. I'm, I'm very, very interested to watch. Oh, here's actually a TikTok. Let's see what it looks like. Um, 
J.W. Anderson. Okay, stop. Let's watch it. So do they even move? Like, it looks like they're fucking Legos with the way that they... But so, like, there's natural movement in the pants, it looks like. But, I mean, like, Jesus, how do you fucking... Like, they're not... Their arms aren't moving, which is so weird. And the pants... I mean, like... I don't know, man. Like, if I if, if people had the option to buy clay clothes, one, they definitely would. It's basically, like, this new, new version of the fucking, like, um, mischief boots, the red boots. Um... And yeah, it's just it's very random. I saw it. Check it out if you're interested. But yeah, no, the clay clothes are a little weird. Let's just finish it off. I know earlier we talked about when in Rome do what the Romans do. What is up with everybody being obsessed with the Roman Empire recently? Like there's the new trend of like asking your man how he feels about the Roman Empire. And I've actually never seen the video. I've just like people were talking about it this week. I'm like, why are people thinking about this? So here's the video. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Do you think about the Roman Empire ever? Yeah, I guess sometimes. How often? You see, I'm I'm watching this right now, and I'm just like, is this for like? I can't help but wonder if this is for like a bit, or if they're like actually like. Let's see. Once a week. Okay. How do you not think about the Roman Empire? Probably not a lot. Why? Not a lot? When was the last time you thought about it? Maybe a week or two ago. <laughs> why, why are people thinking about this? Part was a very big part in history. I don't know, every couple days. <laughs> but the way that they're like <laughs> looking at it, I'm wondering if this is like actually genuine or not. Like I don't... A lot. Like it's like they're almost like, say a lot, like say a lot, say the line, say the line. You know, it's just, I... It just doesn't seem real. Really? Yeah. Like, how often? At least once a day. Hey, Davis. Yeah. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? I, I mean, I just really don't get it. Like, I feel like this is scripted. It's, it, I mean, I'm on TikTok cringe right now on Reddit, r slash TikTok cringe. I just, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, how can you think about the Roman Empire? Yes. It's part of, you know, history. But, like, dog, the last time I thought about the Roman Empire and the Holy Roman Empire was in fucking my freshman year Western Civ class in college. I have not once thought about the Roman Empire, like, ever. I, I just, if you're European, maybe it would make more sense. But, like, I just, I don't know. Like, it, like people, it just seems like, very scripted and not gen because like people start again people i know started talking about it i'm like why 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 are we talking about the roman empire like this like if people actually think about it like that like once a week i, I think that's very interesting and i don't again i don't understand why and maybe there's somebody out there more intelligent than me that could provide an adequate explanation but with that in mind um tell me your thoughts on all this stuff the roman empire clay clothes um everything else we've talked about today you can leave me an email. That's my personal email. Oh, great. I doxed myself. Whoops. Um, don't email my personal email. Um, yeah. Downbazpwrhr at gmail.com. Oh, my God. I'm fucking stupid. Gave him my real email. Um, not to, to censor that out. Um, but, yeah, no. Um, leave five stars on Spotify and Apple. Again, 
Episodes drop 10 a.m. every Friday, Central Time, 11 Eastern, 8 Pacific. And there's always that poll option on Spotify. If you're ever interested in leaving feedback, I would love to hear it. Any way that I can improve, I would love to. So, until next time, guys, have a great weekend. Keep thinking about the Roman Empire and everything else. Go Browns. Hopefully, we start winning some stuff. Bye, guys. See you next week. Woo!